As a horrible of a thing that dementia and that whole experience is, I think it was a good thing because it, it did bring us closer together and it made us a real family and, and with her as well. Hi, I'm Bobby, a certified caregiving consultant and educator, a caregiver support group leader, an international presenter on caregiver behaviors and how to respond to them. And I'm her husband, Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Here we focus on the caregiver, offer our practical insights, and share some emotional support. And hopefully we'll share a laugh or two because we all know laughter is the best medicine. And a bit of a laugh and a glass of wine would do real good tonight, baby. Yes, it <laughs> will. <laughs> you know, we've talked in the past about me being the secondary caregiver for my dad. And we've also talked about how it took a toll on our relationship and how during that period of time we um, had more energetic discussions <laughs> than we ever had prior to or since. It often causes issues within the family. You know, it, it's, a, it's a big change in everybody's lives, especially, you know, in, in our case, your dad came to live with us. We had certain expectations and we had no idea really how, how sick he was and how, how much care he was going to need. Um, and there's a great deal of stress. And, you know, you were going to work every day as you said, having that pesky day job to support your dad and I and so I could leave my job and, and stay home and take care of him. And there's just just a lot going on, and, right. and you can't help. Unfortunately, some families just fall apart uh, with pressure like this. There are divorces. There are, you know, issues with uh, other family members who don't step in to help. Being the, the supportive person or the secondary caregiver, if that's what you want to call it, is is a difficult situation in itself. And depending on the personalities involved, uh, it can be a real um, education and it can be a, a real challenge to the relationship. Um, we're very much interested in talking to Douglas today um, and, and about his role as a caregiver. He has a background in theater and dance and traveled the world performing. For over 25 years, he's been married to Vincent Zappacosta, who you will remember as our guest on episode 119 and was the caregiver for Vincent's mother. Their caregiving journey is brought to life in the book Dementia Mama Drama. They continue their work on Some of These Days, the script based on their 13-year roller coaster ride with Mama. Roger that is pleased to welcome Douglas Christensen. Douglas, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. So apparently it wasn't too bad with uh, Vincent that you agreed to be on. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's, the, he's the, always been the stage mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly thank you for, for participating. It's, uh, it was a joy to have Vincent, and it's going to be an equal joy to have you on. Well, thank you. And, and to getting to know the both of you. So... Um, were you and, and Vincent married when, when Mama uh, developed her dementia? Well, uh, not married. I mean, we, we had been together for many years. Actually, we've been together for 25 years, but oh. only married when it became legal, like, whatever, <laughs> 10 years ago or something. But, um, yeah, we were together, um, and we used to, uh, I mean, when I first met uh, Anna, we would go up to the Bronx every Sunday, you know, for the big 
Italian, you know, Sunday dinner. And, um, but as things went on, uh, when she was, we were together when she was diagnosed. Yes. Um, you know, she had a, a pretty big, uh, operation that sort of brought the onset of dementia, which sometimes happens. And, uh, we just, you know, you have to deal with it. So, and there was really no one else. I mean, uh, Vincent uh, is an only child. He has a, a half brother, but it was left on his shoulders and on our shoulders to, you know, to make sure that she got the right care and to see her through it. Well, it seemed like he was the best one to do it because, you know, having, having read the book and, and talked about the mama drama, the relationships yeah. were, were extremely special. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they were very, very close. Um, and, and uh, I, I mean, that's not the case with so many, so many people, you know. And then you've got to step in and deal with something um, that you're not familiar with. But he knew her, all her buttons and how to, how to make everything work and, and get it, everything in the right, on the right track, you know. And I'm sure you learned a lot along the way about... Pushing her buttons, I mean, um, <laughs> yeah. her buttons getting on the right track. Well, which well, buttons well, worked better, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, we talked uh, with Vincent about the Some of These Days play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been a while. So can you bring us up to date on how that's going? Well, we, um, the piece was originally done um, at the Fringe Festival um, as a, uh, like about a half hour one act because um, we had been working on the putting the book together, and then a friend of ours suggested we adapt it um, in mm-hmm. on to, for the stage, and so we did that. And since that time, we have um, developed into a full length play, um, and had some readings in California and also in New York, um, and we're continuing to work on it. You know, but it's just. Um, it's sort of, it, it, it changes, you know, and, and what do you want to include? Because you can only include so much, but you want to have, um, have be true to the material, um, but also tell, tell this story and tell it in a, you know, in a way um, from, from our perspective as a couple dealing with uh, a mother with dementia, you know. And you also got to keep it fresh. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I, as I mentioned, I have a caregiver support group, and I have a married couple that attend in it for a few years now, and um, her mother lives with them at, with dementia, and she, she kind of favors her son-in-law as far as being the caregiver, you know? Mm, She'll say, yeah. do you know what your wife did today, or can you believe what your wife is trying to make me do um, and we had we had some of that as well with with Roger telling on me. Did you have that in your relationship with Mama? Well, to a certain extent, but it was never she 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 didn't do she didn't play that. Um, you know, <laughs> um, she would she was always because I sort of was the um, calming force in between the two of them a lot because <laughs> of their relationship. Um, and so she would, you know, she would side with me, perhaps, but she, she didn't really play that card of, of, you know, telling on him because she, she knew what, what, whatever he was doing was in her best interest, I think, um, d- deep down. 
And I'm sure that happens a lot, you know, because you've got to, yeah. you're pulling someone else's ear and, you know, you want, you want to get that out. Well, in a sense, it's not very much different, if it's different at all, than having a child right. trying to go, mom said no, so I'm going to go yes. ask dad. Right, right. So maybe it was in your bio where it said that your role as the co-caregiver added another level to your relationship with Vincent. Well, I think that most people, I mean, you you had a different, everyone has a different experience. Sure, I think sure. f- for us, um, it made our relationship stronger, um, you know, w- which is, like I said, not the case for, for most people. Um, I was... I was there for him, and it's like there was no one else. We're going to do this. We're going to get through this, and um, it wasn't easy. But but um, uh, the, there was no one else to do it. So we're going to do this, and I think that it 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 brought out things in each of us that we didn't realize we had that we had that strength or that um, that work together to be able to to accomplish get things done i mean you know he would he needed to talk to doctors and nurses and things and i would keep her distracted or keep her busy or whatever so i mean we worked as a team you know and it it was um i i want to say it was as of a horrible of a thing that dementia and that whole experience is i think it was a good thing because it it did bring us closer together and it made us a real family and and with her as well that's great uh, I know we often, uh, you know, the opposites attract, right? Yeah. And there's not very many people that are more opposite than us. Uh, <laughs> but I see her strengths, and her strengths totally play into my weaknesses uh-huh. and opposite of that. And so we embrace each other's strength because it covers my weakness or I cover her weakness. And a lot of people don't do that. Right. And uh, it sounds to me that that's kind of what, what you guys did. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, like you said, I mean, want to take it on their shoulders and that's, I'm going to do this I'm, and, and shut other people out. And it's like, you need those other people to help you and to be there and need to reach out. And I mean, so many caregivers, I think, are are overwhelmed and it yes. it falls to you know, okay, so you've got a family, there's sisters or brothers or whatever, and it usually will fall to one person. And they take the responsibility. And depending on those other siblings, they may step up and help or they may say, okay, it's taken care of, I'm out of here. They don't want to deal with it or they can't deal with it emotionally. Usually, if one person steps up to do it, other people allow them to do it. And it's not always, maybe even not even all most of the time, out of selfishness, it's, you've got this. Right. And I have my very busy life. Yeah. And don't think about what the other person might need and don't really understand what that person is dealing with on a day-to-day level. And, you know, Mike started this off by saying, you know, we argued more at that time than before or Mm -hmm. after. Yeah. But I could not have done this without him. I said energetic discussions. Yes, I yes. know. No, that's that's <laughs> a, a great way to put it. <laughs> you know, if I had a spouse who was saying, well, why didn't you do that? And I told you, you shouldn't do this or you should do that. Or it was questioning me all the time. It would not have worked. Right. 
Yeah. Well, like you, I mean, we complemented each other well. And, and like you said, Mike, uh, you know, taking up the slack where who, whatever your strength or weakness is, you know, to, to, mm-hmm. to get through it. So that's, that's how we did it, too. Yeah. Now, you guys had a lot of humor in, in your relationship. Uh, and Mama was a pretty entertaining lady yeah. herself. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what I think made it I mean, you have to laugh, I mean, or it'd be overwhelming. I mean, when we would go into uh, the nursing home or, you know, people, other people were sort of drawn to us or our table because we were always laughing or always engaging her. Um, And as we would go in the nursing home, we would always make a point to stop at other tables or someone in the hall and, and engage with them because so many people have no one. You know, and they'll sit there all day with no contact, with no no personal uh, you know touch, whatever. So we knew we knew everybody, and would go through and say hi and spend a minute with people. But when we were at the table, there was always laughter and and cake and cake. Yep, <laughs> that's for sure. So you guys had this very positive caregiving experience and relationship. Are there tips that you could give to some of our listeners on how to navigate? Well, I think one of the most important things for us was to always to, to get her out of the facility, to 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 give. Her, I mean, it, rather than just go there and sit, so many times um, people sit there and uh, you know just come and they'll be with their loved one. And not even talk or whatever and just sit there. A- anyways, we, we thought it was really important to always get her out. So when we lived in New York, um, we, she, was on, she had a walker. So she was, a, she was more um, able to get around. So we would take her out in the neighborhood and go to the park and get her out of those surroundings where she was always, um, you know, she always say, get me the hell out of this joint, you know? And so, <laughs> you know, so we would get her out. And, and then, you know, if we were going further or taking her to a restaurant or something, we'd get her in the wheelchair. And it was comical at times because it, down in the village where we lived, there was cobblestone streets and we would take her in the wheelchair and, you know, she'd be, what the hell are you doing? You know, and it'd be bouncing across the cobblestones. <laughs> and in California, we, she, she, didn't have, they took her off the walker. They said she can't have a walker anymore and she was in a wheelchair. And it just, it really changed her um, outlook. And it was, she felt, she felt, she always had her walker and she had her, her purse and all her stuff on it, you know, and in the wheelchair, it was different. But for us to take her out, it also was a little bit harder because we had to get her in and out of the car. And she was a big woman and so it was another comedy routine. I mean, trying to get her <laughs> in the car and we, we would just die laughing and then we would just all collapse in the car and then we'd go take her, you know, out for ice cream or go dinner or go to the, you know, the park or whatever. But then getting her out of the car again into the wheelchair. So it became, uh, it became a little bit too much for us to deal with. Um, physically, but um, but anyways, back to your your question. Um, it, for us, and I think for your loved one, is to get them away from the facility if you can, to get them out in the world to feel connected with other people and other things and see different things. The, the poignant part of that is, this is something that she enjoyed, and you played into what she enjoyed, not something that you wanted to do, but something that brought her into the here and now. 
and with you guys and, like you say, took our mind off of other things. Right. Well, I mean, you come into a, a facility and it's like you have to leave your day and yourself outside. You go in. It's all about her, them, your loved one. You know, right. it's got to be the focus on them. Right. Well, one more thing that you mentioned about when you were visiting the facility and communicating with the other people there, that some people don't have any human touch whatsoever. Yeah. And that is so important. And... I've only met you and Vincent this way, but uh-huh. I would imagine that you're touchers, you're huggers. You're <laughs> well, it's and, interesting. And Mama benefited from that. Yeah, I mean, Italian family, it's always that, you know, and me growing up, not so much, but now for sure, because that's what I was around for, for so long with Anna and Vin, you know. Um, but yeah, for sure. And and like you said, it's just, I mean, just to touch somebody's hand, hi, how you doing? I mean, just to ha- as you pass by in the hall, whatever, um, meant so much to so many people. Well, I think it was Mother Teresa that said, you have no idea what a, what a blessing and a joy a simple smile is mm-hmm. and what a gift a simple smile is to somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's It's so true, yeah. When I would go and whenever Roger was in the in the hospital and and it was a lot in and out with various ailments and I would always go early in the morning to assist him eating breakfast because he had severe swallowing issues oh. and I wouldn't go home until it was time for him to go to sleep and so many of the nurses and the doctors they never saw family members for so many of those people that, that were getting their care in, in the hospital. And a couple of times they asked me if I ever went home. <laughs> um, but I firmly believe that it's important to have an advocate when, when you're in a hospital or to, be, to let people know when they're in a care home or a facility that there are family members who are very active in their care regardless. Yep. And I, I say it all the time and I'll say it again, caregiving is not location-based. And being in that care home was the best place for her. And you and Vincent were her caregivers, her loving family members, uh, her support and an inspiration to other people as well. You, I mean, like you said, so many people don't have that. And um, you've got to be the squeaky wheel, you know, um, because... Uh, Boy, I squeaked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and Vincent was, you know, and, be, and, and they know you and, 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 and therefore things will happen. Vin was really good with dealing with, with, with the doctors and the nurses and, and making, thing happen, making things happen. But like you said, there are so many people that have no one, not an advocate, no one. And like I said, Vin was really good with all that stuff. And we knew everybody's name and he knew everybody's birthdays and he remembers all that kind of stuff. And it it, it does mean something to them as well, you know, yes. that you are contacting, in contact with them in that way, you know. Not just, I want yeah. this now, give it to me, you know. Yes. It's like, you know. <laughs> if, if it's a partnership, it's going to be so much more successful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're all lucky to have the partners that we do. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got to say, Douglas, it's been a joy having you on the show. We we laughed. We talked about Mama some more. I love Mama, and I've never met her. (laughs) Only through Dementia Mama drama and the Facebook site. Yeah. I really admire you guys and what you guys did with her and hope that our listeners can draw inspiration from you guys. 
Well, thank you for having me. And, and thank you for, for all the work you guys do for the caregiving community and, and with this podcast and everything you do. Um, it's, it's people like you that, that, that bring a more awareness to this. And it's, 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 you know, caregivers are heroes. Yeah. Well, thank you for your kind words. Well, thank you again for having me. Well, geez, I was so involved in the conversation, I didn't write anything down. Well, you know, you don't always have to write it before you say it, you know, and the fact that he brings in the importance of humor and the importance of touch and, you know, just reaching out there and being there for people. And as difficult as it was to help Mama into and out of the car, they laughed. Yes. It, was, it didn't become something that, that was dreadful and frustrating. It became a way of connecting. Yeah. And humor, it, understanding that this is going to be hard and there's going to be challenges you didn't think you would have to work with. But if you can laugh at it and you can find a way to connect with each other, it makes it a lot easier for everybody. And that's what Vincent and Douglas do so beautifully. Yeah. You can find more information about Douglas and links to the Dementia Mama Drama website and some of these days' Facebook page on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby. And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia. So please subscribe to the show, go to iTunes, post a review, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question or issue you'd like for us to address, please post on the Roger That Facebook page and we will answer. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that.show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link, a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.